The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got laughed off the field in their 35-7 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. What is going on with Tom Brady? And more importantly, what's going on with his relationship with Mike Evans? We talk about it right now. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my fantastic co-host, Mr. David Harrison, staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, part of the Sports Illustrated family. And, of course, you can follow everything on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Today's episode of the Locked on Books podcast brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks daily fantasy easy, made easy rather. Pick two to five players. Do they score more or less than their prize picks projection? You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code locked on. And we thank you again for making us first listen to your first view every single day. Starting off with the biggest story coming out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely ridiculous loss to the San Francisco 49ers. And James, we kind of we kind of went back and forth on this. I think we're going to have to have this Todd Bowles coaching staff uh, job security discussion sooner rather than later, whether we like it or not. But you know what? Pretty confident we're going to wake up Monday morning and Todd Bowles is still going to have a job. Pretty confident we're going to wake up Tuesday morning and Todd Bowles is still going to have a job. What yeah. we're not confident about is that Tom Brady and Mike Evans will be on the same page Monday morning or Tuesday morning or really any morning or afternoon or evening for that matter, because they still cannot seem to get back on the same page. I don't even want to say they can't get on the same page. They've been on the same page before. They can't seem to get back on the same page, and that's kind of boiled over on the sidelines during, again, their embarrassing loss to the San Francisco 49ers, where we saw them kind of barking at each other, and a little bit of finger pointing was happening, most likely just in the heat of the argument, but do you think that there is a problem between these two men behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, I don't know. I don't think there's a problem between the two. I don't think they dislike each other. I don't think there's any kind of resentment. I don't think there's anything like that. But for whatever reason, that chemistry that has been just so fantastic the last two seasons when Mike Evans was tearing it up, double-digit touchdowns, you know, you even go back, I, I saw a clip of – uh, the the match when it was Brady and Rogers against Mahomes and Allen in their little golf match. And they were doing these funny little uh, football drills beforehand. And Tom Brady was making fun of, of Aaron Rodgers. He's like, Aaron, your guy, Devonte left you, Patrick, your guy, Tyreek left you. My guy, Mike, he'd never leave me. Mike and I are tight. And where is that on the field? We finally, finally got that connection on the deep pass to a wide open Mike Evans, it gets negated by a holding penalty. And then the next time Mike Evans gets a target, it's low and behind him. I, I still saw people on Twitter saying that that was Mike Evans' fault. No, it wasn't. It was a terrible pass by Tom Brady. It's okay to criticize Tom Brady when he has terrible passes. And that was one of them. That was six points. Flat out, that was six points. And he missed Mike again. We know he has this great connection with Chris Godwin. He now has this great connection with Julio Jones. 
Julio Jones looks like vintage Julio. And Mike's just kind of left there twiddling his thumbs. You know, like, where where are my targets? Yeah, he's mm -hmm. been he's basically been a non-factor. He gets a couple of catches a game. He gets 40 to 50 yards, moves the chains a couple of times, but that's it. So where, what is the problem? What happened? And, no, and I don't know if we have an answer. I, well, I don't know if we have an answer, but we can certainly have theories. And that's what I'm going to kind of offer up today. And it's going to make some people very, very not happy with me. Ooh. And I will, I will refer you back to our postcast episode if you disagree, that's fine. No problem there. No problem whatsoever. And feel free to bring me any evidence. Just keep it respectful. If you want me to engage with you, just keep it respectful. If you just want to yell into an echo chamber, by all means, be disrespectful. And uh, we will we will no longer hear your echoes uh, anymore. Um, yeah, Mike Evans, nine nine targets tied for the team lead. So he's getting targeted, right? The, the issue isn't necessarily the targets. It's the quality of the targets. And that's where the big question is. Because of those nine targets, he comes down with four catches. 44 yards and, and and of course you know there is no 10th target and fifth catch and 120 yards because that would have been great and then a touchdown but donovan smith said no 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 you're not on my fantasy team so i don't want that to happen that's not what happened with donovan smith do not run with that um yeah there, so like you said i don't know that we can really pinpoint on this show with our level of access and nobody's going to do with their level of access. Cause honestly, if they were going to, they already would have, and there already would have been an article written on it. And I think that Mike is too good for this. If I'm correct, James, when was the match? It was in June, right? Uh, I think it was 4th of July weekend. It was over the summer. Yeah, it was in the summer. So Tom Brady's there talking with Aaron Rodgers, talking with Patrick Mahomes, talking with Josh Allen saying, you know, your guy left, your guy left, your guy left, whatever, whatever. My guy would never leave me. Here's the problem with that. In August, Tom left him. And then he orchestrated once a week, I'm going to have this specific day off. Now, I understand that Tom hasn't taken that day off every week or really, even, I think, most of the weeks. But the problem, or no, I wouldn't say the problem, because I can't say for certainty that this is an issue. But here's the thing. What did we all say back then? If anybody can get away with this, it's Tom Brady. Does Tom Brady need those four practices that he missed? No. Does Tom Brady need those two games that he missed? No. But you know what a leader needs? A leader needs his or her people to understand that when it's time to go to war, that my focus is on you, that my focus is on the mission, that my focus is on the task and making sure that we all have everything that we need to the best of our ability to be successful. That's what leaders need their troops, teammates, subordinates, whatever you want to call them, to understand, believe, and have a grasp of. So when Tom Brady leaves training camp, and you know what? And I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of had this thought at the time, kind of had this thought throughout the season, but you know what? I don't want to bring this thing out yet because, again, this is completely unconfirmed, so please nobody run with this as a report or anything like this. This is just a theory. As a guy coming from a very heavily uh, performance-based profession, heavily leadership-based profession, Right. And one that honestly is compared to pro athletics quite often. Tom Brady himself compared uh, playing football in a season to military deployments. And I did not have a problem with that. So I just want to really understand if there was any military member that had a problem with that comparison, it was not this one. So I'm going to lean on that a little bit. If I, as a leader, because I've deployed and I've deployed as a leader every single time I was in charge of troops in some way, shape, or form, if I, as a leader, in the first month of deployment, which is what the first month of training camp is, said, hey, guys, I love you. See you in 11 days. 
I would I would lose some of my soldiers. Yeah. Absolutely I would. And I could be the greatest insert leadership title ever. I will lose some of my people because they will be there in the dirt. They will be there in the sweat, in the heat, in the trenches working while I'm not. Um, and then if they found out my leader, myself, orchestrated with our command to take a day off every week, I could still show up that day every week. But trust me, it's going to move around the ranks that that guy used his authority, used his position, used his status to get something that we don't all have. And now you want to bark at us? Now you want to point a finger at me? And you want to cuss me out on national television, bro? You ain't even here all the time. And we used to have a saying about guys like that where they would kind of get uppity and we look at them like, bro, do you even work here? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't think it's gotten to that point with Tom Brady, but I just kind of wonder if there's this little seed that during training camp, all the players said the right things, right? They all said the right things. And, and, and I think most of them probably believed it. But I just can't help but wonder. I mean, these are human beings, guys. These are not elevated, you know, uh, creatures. They're human beings. Imagine if your boss took 11 days off in the middle of whatever the biggest time of year you have, right? Imagine if your boss took a day off every week and told you to continue working. And then when they came back and things were going smooth, they pointed at you and blamed you for it. I'm just saying. Is it everybody? I don't know. But if it's some, there's a leadership problem. And Mike Evans as a leader has a responsibility to help address it. And I wonder if that on the sideline was a little bit of a sign of, hey, dude, I'm here every day. I was here every day. And you and I know from experience, James, Mike Evans values his family time. Yes, he does. Guess where Tom? Guess where Mike Evans was when Tom Brady was taking his family time? Mike Evans was on the side field running with an injured hamstring trying to get back to his team. That's where Mike Evans was. He wasn't home with Ashley and the kids. He was at one buck. So I'm not yeah. saying that's what it is. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if that has to do with what we're seeing this year. Yeah, and, and just real quick, I, I want to bounce off that because when you started saying that in my head, the only thing that I could think of was I get that. But if Tom Brady's absence had to do with trying to mend his family or try to deal with the impending end of his marriage, yeah. Mike yeah. would probably be the first guy to say, you know what? You need to handle home yeah. because I know how, how precious home life is. I, I value it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you might be right. I think in the back of your mind, we are all human. And it's like, you know what? Ashley and I don't always get along. You know, th there's other guys here that, that have problems with their wives and, and being gone adds stress to that. Mm -hmm. But we're all still here. And so, there also comes an appreciation for that, right? Like, that's fair. Absolutely. That's, that's perfectly fair. And I will give a, just a real quick example to support your hypothesis, right? I had so my in some of my final years in the army, I was running an organization like the entire building. Everybody that worked in there were my responsibility. I was in charge of them. I got the credit when we did great. I took the blame when we did poorly. I had a, I had another job, a, a, a job within the army that sent me away for weeks at a time. All right. When I came back from that week, I didn't show up and say, OK, what would you guys do during the week? I was gone. That's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. You suck. You suck. You suck. Should have done it my way. No, I got on the same page. OK, here's what happened. And even if I didn't like everything that happened, hey, it happened. And now we're going to move forward from here. So, again, so that's where I kind of get to the whole, if you're the guy cussing everybody on national television, you're the guy throwing your hands up, you're the guy rolling his eyes when the camera's on you and everybody, everybody knows what you assume. You assume it's on the other guy. If you're going to be that guy, you better also be the guy that's fully invested in making this thing work. 
So I just, like I said, I just kind of wonder if that's what's going on here. We can continue this conversation if you want to rebut to that at all on the other side of this. But first, we got to talk about Tarot, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. Tarot, you can book any car you want whenever you want it from a community of local hosts, and that car will not be on vacation when you need it. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for that family road trip or test drive that new electric vehicle that you've been kind of eyeing but not sure if you want to drive into uh, the electric vehicle revolution. I'm with you on that one. Many Tarot hosts can deliver the car right to you. Mine did in Indianapolis. It was amazing. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions. Apply for Get Boring Rental Cars and find your drive at tarot.com. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure you are going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. You can hear two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP Von Miller deliver sharp insights about performing at your highest level in moments of extreme pressure or NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss how to find your unique personal mission in the world. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders. Hosts will swap stories and share proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and beyond. Available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts, head over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast. It is available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. Thanks for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listen, first view of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight and only that only Locked On can provide. That always trips me up. Locked On Sports today available here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. James, it's time for stock up, stock down, but I do need to open up the floor. I dropped a little bit of a of an example about the whole Tom Brady situation. Again, the military and, and the NFL are not, you know, uh, twins. They're not exact sure. copies. So, but absolutely, I, t- I understand that, right? But it's just, again, it's just a theory. It's not proven fact by any means. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? Uh, really, the only thing that I wanted to add was, you know, you and I off, off camera had a conversation about, whether or not we thought Tom Brady would return to play football and and beyond that return to play for the Buccaneers. There was a report from Ian Rappaport uh, before the game started on Sunday that all all options are open for Tom Brady uh, to potentially play at age 46 next season. And I will say this. I don't think that the magic or the chemistry between Tom Brady and Mike Evans is gone. I don't think this is a situation where they wouldn't want to continue to play with each other. I think this is two extremely competitive guys who know and believe that they need one another in order to succeed. And I don't think what we've seen out of these two would preclude Tom Brady's potential return. Uh, All of that said, it's things beyond the two of them that make you question whether or not Tom Brady would return to the Buccaneers. But one last thing, if Brady does return, and and I know Evan Klosky has said this, I can't remember if he said it on the show, but he said it to me in conversation. Tom Brady returns next year. I think the mental side of him is all in. 
you know, this year we we had the absence in training camp. You have the days off. You have the distractions with the issues at home. Mentally, it has looked like at times Brady has not been all there. And as we've gotten deeper into the season, he seems a little bit closer to the Tom Brady we know. I think if he comes back, Mike will probably be the first one to welcome him back with open arms. And mentally, he would he would completely be there. So it's going to be interesting to see how the next couple of weeks play out. But uh, it's time to talk about some players who performed well, some players not so much. So, yeah. David, I'll uh, I'll kick things off with my stock up, and it's it's your guy, it's our guy, it's Bucks fans guy, Rashad White again. He had a solid performance. The Buccaneers early on in this game had a lot of success running the ball against a overly aggressive 49ers pass rush. They were trying to get to Tom early and often, and the Bucks run game kind of played that to, to their advantage. And then you saw in the moments where it was the hurry-up offense, Rashad White was the one out there until an official pulled him off the field after a, a hard hit that he needed to get checked for that concussion, and, and he cleared protocol, came back out on the field. But Rashad White, a lot of, of targets, a lot of dump-off receptions, a lot of rushes. He played another really, really good game, and you know he, his stock just continues to rise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm happy to see it. Look, the fumble thing, uh, it's got to get fixed. I mean, bottom line, you know, there's no excuse for being young. You, you gotta, you gotta fix those fumbles. I know he's trying to make a play for his team, uh, and you, you admire that, but you gotta make a play while you're securing the football. So uh, I'm gonna give a lot of love to the Sun Devil. Then I'm also gonna, you know, there, there's some room for growth there. So I hope to see your shot continue to work on that. My stock up is gonna be kick return extraordinaire Devin Tompkins. He's what a guy that we do? loved during training camp. Preseason, he showed up. Uh, you rallied for him to make the 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 initial fifty three man roster. Should have, you know what I mean. Um, and he showed why. Mm-hmm. He showed why on on Sunday. Unfortunately, he's gonna get buried under the mountain of crap that he played <laughs> under. Uh, but you know, look, coming out of the locker room, man. Like I tweeted, a different Buccaneers team needs to come out of that locker room. And Devin Tompkins gave them the opportunity to be a different Buccaneers team. They didn't capitalize on it. They didn't take advantage of it. But he provided them the opportunity, set the table, and that's all you can ask your specialists to do, man, is set the table. So stock up for sure for Devin Tompkins. Yep, and part of the reason that the team did not capitalize on the opportunity that Devin Tompkins gave is because of the guy that I have as my stock down, and that is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we've we've now talked at length about the explosion between he and Mike Evans, and I realized there were some moments throughout the game that the Bucs were not getting the same level of calls that the 49ers were, but officiating is not to blame for this game. You know, Brady had a hand put around his throat early in the game. He got hit in the head, and there was no call. There was a, a very clear pass interference on Chris Godwin in the end zone. Should have given the Bucs first and goal at the one-yard line. It wasn't called. Tom was irate, but some of these passes need to be better. The very next play after the missed pass interference, um, you know, that, that went uncalled for Godwin. Brady had Evans wide open. He beat his guy off the line. He's wide open in the end zone. The throw is low and behind him. Yeah, there were a couple of other moments throughout the game. Throws were low. Throws were behind guys. Two interceptions. You know, he had Mike Evans open, throws a wounded duck. It gets tipped in the air and, and intercepted, er, intercepted by Greenlaw. Uh, not a great performance for Brady. And I do honestly think there were reports that that he's got a shoulder issue. I think that's Mm -hmm. playing into it. 
And we His saw him re-injure that throwing hand in this yeah. game, hitting it off a helmet. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you hate to see those things kind of happen, but, you know, the bottom line is it was a down game. But, I, you know, again, and just because there's always going to be that person who takes one episode, one comment, and just takes it and runs with it. Mm-hmm. Locked on Bucks hates Tom Brady. Look, without Tom Brady and, and some well-orchestrated Tom Brady moments, this team is probably out of the playoff chase. Oh, yeah. But believe me, Tom Brady is, is a huge reason why this team is even in the playoff hunt for all that's gone wrong this season. But on Sunday, definitely not. Uh, a great showing and, and and there's been some other moments as well so um i think that tom would probably agree with that look this isn't best quarterback of, of all time performance that's just it's just not my stock down no surprise we're not going to beat up on it too much donovan smith well coming into the season we wondered how much of uh um, he would miss ali marpet i think that we've kind of figured out now that he misses him a lot um we've we've defended him in the past mostly it was kind of a there's really nobody better so it was less defending him and more so uh, maybe, maybe, uh, punishing the rest of the, 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 the offensive tackles out there. Um, and I know that he's supposedly going through something personal, you know what I mean? And I, and again, I'll reiterate that. I hope that's, there's nothing that's too, too serious, but you know, look, if it comes to a point, this is where leadership comes in, right? Todd Bowles got to look at this guy and look at, and his offensive line coach has got to be honest. And Byron's got to be honest. Is this the best option of left tackle for us? If he is even at his degraded state, Hey man, roll with it and do the best you can. If he's not, then you know what I mean? Just be like, look, dude, go deal with what you got to do. I don't know. Like if, if it's that big of an impact, then you got to do something. You can't, I, I've told you this hundred times, James, the answer is never do nothing. And and right now, Donovan Smith just week in, week out is, is having issues, you know, for whatever reason. And they've got to get fixed some way, shape or form. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder if, you know, Worfs is healthy and clear to play next week against the Bengals. Is Josh Wells going to get that shot? over at left tackle while while Donovan gets things straightened out. I don't know what the answer is. All I know is that Donovan Smith has to play a whole heck of a lot better than he has this year. This might go down as as the worst season of his career. Always the chance that he bounces back, but right now it's it's pretty ugly. Yet, somehow, someway, the Buccaneers are still right there in the thick of the playoff hunt. We're going to break all that down for you coming up in just a moment. But first, Today's episode is brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Pick two to five players, and if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people or their crazy algorithms. It's just you against the projections available. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. That means the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball. Soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, soon pickleball, I'm sure, and much, much more. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And our first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. So do not forget. To enter promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, all one word, at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Grab the pigs up here on the Locked On a Bucks podcast, and let's take a look at how and why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still slated as of this moment to host a playoff game. So let's go around the National Football Conference not league, just conference, 
and take a look at the NFC playoff picture. Of course, number one, you still have the Philadelphia Eagles. They are 12 and one coming off of a big win. They will go to Chicago to take on Justin Fields and the Bears. Minnesota Vikings lost to Detroit. David said it. I even uh, texted him shortly after we recorded the Friday episode. And I said, man, wish I had known that Kirk Cousins was 0-3 when facing the NFL's worst-ranked pass defense when I picked the Vikings. Didn't help. Minnesota Vikings 10-3. They will face the Colts. The San Francisco 49ers, you all know, they won. They get the Seahawks in Seattle on Thursday night football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off their loss will host Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Dallas Cowboys at 10 and 3 travel to Jacksonville. The Washington Commanders slotted in in the 6th spot right now, 7-5 and 1, taking on the Giants who they just tied. The New York Giants 7-5 and 1, they're taking on the Commanders in Washington. Uh Seattle Seahawks are in the 8th spot right now. They take on the 49ers at home. Now it gets interesting. The Detroit Lions are now in the hunt at six and seven. They travel to New York to take on Applesauce, Gardner, uh, and the New York Jets. The Green Bay Packers still alive at five and eight. They get the Rams on Monday Night Football. And now, David, Carolina Panthers are one game back of the division, getting a picketless Pickettsburg Steelers team uh, as he was placed in or is likely to be placed in concussion protocol. So they might be facing Trubisky. So a win against the Steelers and a yeah. Bengals win against the Bucks, And all of a sudden the Panthers are in first place. Thanks to the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, look, I will, I will say this. I still believe the Buccaneers like a wild card berth in the NFC South seems just unattainable. But when you look at some of these teams, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks are now, a six loss teams the New York giants uh, potentially could be a six either, either the giants or the commanders are going to be a six loss team, or they're going to both be a two tied team. That'd be crazy. Um, the Detroit Lions are a seven loss team. Packers Panthers are both eight loss teams, right? Somebody's going to win the NFC South. It's either going to be the Panthers, uh, the Falcons or the Buccaneers. If it's the saints, that means every single other team in the NFC South just collapsed. And I think there's too many divisional games for that to really happen. Yeah. I still buy into what Evan said last week, which is that, as long as the Buccaneers take care of their division opponents, the rest of them really don't matter. But man, you don't want to see the Buccaneers fall to six and eight with a loss of the Bengals and see the Carolina Panthers rise to six and eight with a win over the over the Pittsburgh Steelers and take over first place in the NFC South. Because I do believe that's what would happen is the, the Panthers would take over in the NFC South. Because then not it then turns into as long as you to you have to. Like yeah. you better do this and look, and look the Carolina Panthers already embarrassed the Buccaneers once. You know what I mean? So don't underestimate uh, that. And, and as far as what little big brother mojo, the Buccaneers had on the NFC South, that's gone. Like nobody's looking at the Buccaneers team and nobody's scared of the Buccaneers right now in the, in this state. Um, so I just think it's really interesting. And yeah, this game against the Bengals. I mean, you know, I still do believe what Evan said, but I still believe that, you know, you, this team needs to come out of, come out of their home, home stint against the Bengals with a win. Um, look, right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have a 75% chance to make the playoffs. And again, that's thanks to the NFC slouch. If they lose to the Bengals, just simply by losing, they lose 8%. They drop down to 67 If they lose and the Panthers win, that drops to 61%. If they lose in the Panthers and Falcons, the Falcons play the Saints, both win, uh, then that drops to 56%. So, 
that's a lot of bad, but also at the end of the day, like worst case scenario next weekend, Bucks lose, Panthers win, Falcons win. You actually still have a 56% chance of making the playoffs. You're still over halfway there, and the and the Panthers and Falcons actually are still below 50%. So, you know, even if worst case scenario happens next week, it's not over and it's not even like time to hit the panic button. But man, I mean, to have a 56% chance heading into like what Christmas weekend, like that's that's just that's somewhere we never thought this Buccaneers team would be. Yeah, not at all. And and I told you before we uh, went live with our postcast episode that I wish I had I had stuck to my guns. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But I told somebody the morning after the Monday night win that I thought the Buccaneers were going to end up six and eight and win their final three games of the season to finish nine and eight and and win the division. I ended up changing my mind. I, I felt that this Bucks team defensively could have done enough to slow down Brock Purdy and the 49ers. I was very wrong. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be real tough to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. But yeah, you win your division games. That's all you have to do. Those are the rules. You win your division. You go to the playoffs. It's just like March Madness. Just like March Madness. We see teams in, in March Madness every year win their conference tournament when, you know, wasn't a ranked team. It was kind of a middle of the pack team, but you win your conference tournament, you get invited to the dance. That's how it works. So Bucks fans shouldn't apologize for that. The Buccaneers franchise shouldn't apologize for that, but they have to take care of business. There's, there's no question about no. it. It's, it's solely on them. They control their own destiny and it, it looks ugly in the immediate future, but that schedule eases up a little bit down the stretch for the final three games. The Cardinals, they are not impressive right now. Yeah. Uh, and then you win two divisional games and boom, you're in. By the way, if the Cardinals win on Monday night, uh, which I have the Patriots winning that game, but if the Cardinals do pull that off, the Buccaneers actually lose 2%. So it drops from 75% to 73% um, for what it's worth. This season is... It's crazy. Set it on fire. Just set it all on fire. All right, David, we are going to get out of here. We want to thank all of you for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now for your second lesson, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're checking out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out what I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.